Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Age of Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and of course, joining me once again, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, doing good, man. It's it's good to finally be back. Yes. We, we've had some, some issues going on. Uh, my, my grandfather passed away at the beginning of this month, and we had his funeral in the middle of the week, which kind of threw everything off, and... Uh, mm-hmm. Then we had, you know, then we had Halloween, all that coming around the corner, just, just a bunch of craziness going on, but I am glad to be back and glad to be doing our podcast, dude. Me too. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And also, if you happen to be on TikTok, check out Crazy Lakes. He's got some great content coming out on TikTok, as he will be doing his version of Heath Ledger's Joker. Dude, this was fun, man. It was something that, you know... I've been wanting to do it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think I've been talking about it for the past six to eight months. Like, hey, mm-hmm. man, that would be cool to do. And and it just finally came to. And and I swear, I like I told my wife last night, I said, I swear Heath Ledger was in the room because that was not me. It was, it was different. It was... It's cool to do cosplay, it's cool mm-hmm. to do TikTok, but when you can get it down to a T where it's like, you look at it and you actually see that character, right. it's like, whoa, bro. Yeah. And it, just, it gives you goosebumps, and 
that for me. That thank you for even bringing that up, dude. I mean, I know we don't talk about our our um, main accounts as far as uh, you know our TikToks go. Yeah. But uh, thank you, bro. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Because uh, I, I, I'm sure we're gonna see a lot of great videos coming out from you. Oh, dude! Over I, the next few weeks, I was in here for like, <laughs> what was it like three hours? Yeah, yeah, that was well, crazy. Yeah, actually closer to four. It was because I, I finished up work at five thirty, and you were already in here. So that's um, and you came out about nine thirty. So you probably did four, maybe even five. You know what we should do? Hmm. We have all of our social medias at the end of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We should add both of our main accounts to it. We could. We're main take take off. That accounts. would be cool. Yeah, we could because do that then people point. could find us wherever, dude. So yeah. Well, I'll just put it out there right now that I am. Uh, going under the moniker of Wilson Kingpin Fisk, and of course Cooper is Crazy Legs Twenty One. It's Crazy underscore Legs underscore Twenty One, right? Yeah, with Crazy with a K. Crazy and Crazy with a K. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. make sure to check that out because it's going to be some good stuff. And then uh, eventually, some of his stuff I will do at. We're going to do a weird Marvel dc crossover yes this is gonna be fun dude it's gonna be cool when we get that i got some stuff coming to help make me look more like the kingpin and then maybe we could do like a thing where you and i get together and we we collab with some videos and uh yeah i'll get dressed up as the joker again my wife wouldn't mind i'd probably have to shave yeah (laughs) so but yeah, let's get into this, bro. I'm ha- yes. I'm happy. Let's do. This. We right. got some wrestling talk for you. Absolutely. So first up off wrestling talk, Cody Rhodes was dragged into the pitfalls of the fallout between CM Punk, the Elite, and AEW. Rumors had run rampant that uh, issues with the Elite and CM Punk led to Cody Rhodes jumping ship over to WWE. Well, back over to WWE is what I should say because we already know he was with WWE. Yeah. Um. At one point, Rhodes finally spoke upon it. Uh, spoke upon it as he said that um, him and CM Punk got along fine, so it was not an issue there. And him and the Elite are still as close as ever. Cody stated he took the opportunity to go after the big one, wanting to become WWE champion. And not long after that was announced on t- Instagram, um, the Young Bucks and um, Kenny Omega had a photo shared with all four of them. Um, looking back at the building of one of their arena nights, so. Uh, yeah, man, and not only that, but it was also put out there that he had some sort of beef with with Tony Khan. Yeah. So. Uh, didn't really address that directly. Didn't in really that. address it directly, but they, he's got some sort of beef with him. So. Yeah, he kind of stayed away from that, but he made it well known that he. Um, that he had the the fallout that everything that eventually led to the fallout, he was not um, on either side of that when it came to anything. So he got along fine with Punk, and he had no problems with the Elite either. So um, it wasn't because of anything with them. If it, it had anything to do with Tony Khan, that's he didn't mention anything. So that could be something that comes out later. We won't know for sure, but uh, I'm just kind of. Glad he's kind of put some of it behind him now. Kind of like, you know, it wasn't anything that I had a falling out with anybody. Unless, of course, something comes up later on. We find I mean, out it was Tony Khan. Let's be honest, dude. Mm-hmm. 
if you get if you get offered this big sum of money to come back say hey we'll push you as one of our main superstars mm-hmm. I mean what could anybody want you know what I mean like True. I, I'm sorry but even if Dean Ambrose or okay okay John Moxley mm-hmm. stays with the company for a couple years, he's... Well, at least five if he's he honors five, his contract. But, but, you know, at the same time, if he gets to the point where, like, I want out of here, I'm done with this crap. Right. And WWE comes calling. Mm-hmm. You never know. Right. So... I, I think I think part of it, too, is because he wants to do something his dad couldn't even do in WWE, which was be a main champion, as we all know, the dream... Um, I believe it was only NWA champion, and then I think, he, wasn't he WCW champion? I believe he was WCW champion, yeah. But when he came over to WWE, um, especially towards the end when he was, you know, the, no longer really the American Dream, he was the son of the plumber, yeah. um, and the polka dotted, he made that polka dot thing work out for him, worked, so, he but he never work. had that, he never reached the upper echelons of WWE's um, titles. What really irritates so. me about Vince McMahon, and I'm going to be honest with this, he does this to everyone that comes from different companies. He doesn't push them the way they should and shouldn't. And I'm sorry, but Dusty Rhodes, he was a badass wrestler. Mm-hmm. For a man his size and just just his charisma, dude, what he brought to the table was just... It was all inspiring Right. And, uh, you know, I think that he should have gotten a better push. And I, I like the fact that they brought back Cody. But what worries me is his his uh, little feud that might happen between him and Triple H when he is finally back from that torn peck. Yeah. So. I think, I think we can honestly say, though, that I feel Triple H will do whatever he feels is best for business. And if he feels that Cody Rhodes being a champion, even if it's even if it's a short amount of time, is best for business, then we'll probably see it. True. True. Um, but at the same time, I still think it'd be a fun storyline. The only problem is, is you can't culminate it in a match with him and Triple H fighting each other in a match because of the fact that Triple H has had yeah can no longer wrestle yeah can no longer wrestle due to his heart condition and all that stuff so that's the only thing that i think probably will save the sort of quote-unquote screw job kind of view of that because it's not like you can really have that culminate in an actual match which would have made the more fun i don't know you could still have a screw job i mean mean, watch y'all screw job Vince McMahon was outside of the ring the whole time calling the shots. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but you are right. There's not going to be a match between those two. Right. I mean, if you really thought about it, at the time, Vince McMahon and, you know, Bret Hart could have actually ended up fighting in a match. Oh, yeah. To make (laughs) it even more what it was. But that was also, too, a... Real life kind of thing too. That had some real life in, indications as well. Yeah, the, that yeah. wasn't just a storyline storyline. So there was some actual that, drama. That's one thing that Vince always liked to do too was put a little truth to their storylines, so uh-huh. the lines were kind of faded there. Yeah, he liked to blur so. the lines, and 
some things he took a little too far. Um, that one, that being one of them. Yeah. Um, relationships with between divas and star superstars was another. So. Yeah. Though we can't call them divas anymore. So women superstars to male superstars. How about that? Really. All right. So we use that to be able to go ahead and use that as a segue because. I'm sorry, AEW don't really got a lot of news going on. So, till you start getting some news for us to actually talk about, because we're not really just going to run matches all the time. So yeah, the, I mean, let's be honest, man. That if if you want, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch. It. Yeah, you want to talk about it. You want to you want to get in depth with it. You want to see what's been going on around the world of wrestling. And to be honest, the way we we're doing things. It's it was okay, mm-hmm. but I think what we're doing now is a lot better. It's a lot more personal. Yeah, I so. think so too. All right, so we're gonna use that as our segue over to WWE. WWE has reported that another pay per view is being scrapped next year and going forward. WWE's Hell in a Cell pay per view will certainly will certain will be certainly scrapped, and the gimmick match will be used if it fits a storyline rather than a forced gimmick just because it's that time of year. Rumors are also that the Money in the Bank pay-per-view could also see the same fate as uh, they had to move this year's Money in the Bank pay-per-view from Allegiant Stadium into the um, MGM Grand Garden Arena because they could not sell out the stadium. The thought to be the specialty match back at WrestleMania to put the specialty match back at WrestleMania, doing women's match with well, a women's version of the Money in the Bank one night and the men's match another the other night since WrestleMania is two nights. So, Cooper, let's start with Hell in a Cell, and then we'll make our way to back over to Money in the Bank. So, let's go with that one first. I mean, I think it makes it more prestigious. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the match goes, we, we've all known that, you know, the first Hell in a Cell was what, Shawn Michaels and, and The Undertaker? I believe so, yeah. And, you know, it's like one of the things, dude, that uh, it, it, it has nostalgia to it. Yep. And when you make a big ass pay per view of it every freaking year, and your Hell in a Cell matches are pretty much mediocre. Yeah. Um. Plus, then it's only one, maybe two matches yeah. of the whole pay per view. It's not like every match was a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. See, that was, that was where we were complaining about with Extreme Rules, and they finally changed it, and they made every match at least a stipulation of a version of an Extreme Rules match. Yeah. Whereas Extreme Rules in the, in the past were starting to get to be, well, one match was really a stipulation type match, especially gimmick match, whether it be Extreme or a ladder or chairs or a TLC match, and you're just like, dude, yep, I, I, what are we doing? And then they did it this year where they're like, okay, we have one Extreme Rules match, but every other match on the match card is going to be a specialty match. We had a ladders match. We had a, I think we had a chairs match. We had... A tables match, I believe. We yeah. had some different ones, dude. The yeah. Donnybrook match. The Donnybrook. Uh, we had the strap match. The strap match, yeah. So we, everything had something that gave it the sense of extreme. We did have one true extreme match, but everything had an element of extremeness to it, the which is fine. The fight pit was pretty cool, though. What's that? fight pit was pretty cool. Yeah, the fight pit was really fun um so it was so it was nice we had the last man standing match which we know can be done to extreme you know so that's the thing but when you're doing a a gimmick match as a whole pay-per-view but you only get one if you're lucky two because you'll make the women do it 
or you'll just have another match and just be in it. It it's not really a hell in a cell pay per view. That's not how that goes. <laughs> that's not that's nothing. You're getting two matches out of the whole night, and everything else you might get a steel cage if you're lucky. Maybe they might throw in a ladder match, but that's again that's the whole thing is called hell in a cell. Now, granted, I just said about extreme rules, but like you said, like I mentioned though, everything can be made too extreme. Yeah. The last main standing match can be extreme because it's basically no rules in an extreme match, and that's basically all those matches were, no rules, but yeah, I a think special what, gimmick. I think what Triple H was trying to do is bring back some nostalgia to it, mm-hmm. and you know, really only use this match when you truly need it, dude. When you need right. a good build up, when. When you've got two guys that are top guys, mm-hmm. it's one of the matches that should be treated as such. It should be treated as something like, oh my God, they're actually going to do a hell and so? Right. What? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're prepared for it, you can do you can do some crazy stuff with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're doing it every year and then the very next month you have another pay-per-view. Right. You know... It's not like it used to be where, you know, you could you could wrestle with injuries. Yeah. Nowadays somebody gets injured and they, they, they gotta take that time off. Right. Well you can prepare for to get hurt mm-hmm. for the hell and so if you actually make it a specialty match. Right. So there you go. Exactly. Um and then the other thing with it too is you know, it you knew when it was coming. But it's like it, I like the I like the little bit of an element of surprise. Like, you know what? We have done this for we're going on almost eight weeks of battling each other. It's time to end it. Let's do it inside hell in a cell. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, ooh, and it's not because oh well, duh, the pay per view is coming, so yeah, it makes sense to do it at hell in a cell to finally end this. No, it's because the next pay per view happens to be SummerSlam. Oh shit! We're doing Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam. Hell yeah! Or we're culminating our long-running feud because it's WrestleMania. Yeah, man. Or the Royal Rumble, whatever. It makes way more sense to do it at a marquee pay-per-view, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even just to build a pay-per-view that's kind of lacking on you know what you want it to be. So you're just gonna boost it up to boost, make sure you get enough ratings because this pay-per-view, whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, backlash. You know what? We couldn't settle it in WrestleMania, so we're going to do it inside Hell in a Cell at Backlash. Yeah. You know, to kind of boost it up, whatever. You know, that whatever, to kind of, you know, do it that way. That's great. Um, but the, uh, that's where it's just, but when it's like, oh yeah, it's because it's that time of year. It's and, just dumb. Yeah, it's the same way with, with Money in the Bank, bro. And, I think with Money in the Bank, they have overdone that pay-per-view and giving it away to, to people that you're not even going to push to be a champion. Because I remember back in the day, they used to have the statistics. of If you got the Money in the Bank, there was a very good chance that you were going to become champion. Yeah. And nowadays, <laughs> you might not even maintain the freaking contract to have a chance to be champion. Yeah, so it doesn't make no sense to even do it. It yeah. should be a solidified contract mm. that you 
You know, you choose between champions. And what I don't like is, what I've noticed lately, too, is whatever whoever wins that money in the bank usually stays on whatever brand they're, you know, on. Right. And it's like, it's just dumb. Yeah, it so, is. And not only that, now we got one champion, so you really ain't got no choice on who it is you get to pick from. So it's like... Right, for now, yeah. Yeah. Until that, until that happens, until that gets broken up. But the only thing I could have seen where you would have made sense to maybe you could keep the pay per view money in the bank where it may have made sense is if you made like a somewhat tournament style of who should be in in it and then ended the night. You know, you do the first one. You can either do the men's first and then the women's, or the women's first and then the men's ladder matches. Like, done it that way, like a tournament style during the night, and then you culminate in that last match for each side, and then, you know, those are your last two matches, you know it's going to be the ladder matches. Yeah. That's the only way you could have done it. Otherwise, it needs to go back, because I've actually been a proponent of, it probably should go back to WrestleMania, especially now that WrestleMania is two nights. You don't have to have both of them on the same night, you can have it on separate nights. You can either do whichever one. You can do whichever one. You can flip it back and forth each year. You know, you could do, or you can just do one on Saturday, the one on Sunday, whichever you, whatever you want to do it. But then you kind of know, not only are they going to win it, they might cash in later on that night at WrestleMania, and that's usually a great way to go out at WrestleMania. You're like, oh my God, we just watched this great main event, and then all of a sudden you hear. The Money in the Bank winner's music hit. And you're like, oh shit, things are about to pick up before we go. Yeah. And that's a great way to end WrestleMania. It usually. definitely is, man. And then, One they, of the best moments. It's either going to piss you off or you're going to love it. Yeah, it depends on yeah. who the Money in the Bank winner is, too. <laughs> and whoever you were wanting to be champion that night. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's cool. I mean, because what? I believe one of the last times it was held at WrestleMania, wasn't it? Seth Rollins, one of his best moments was cashing in the same night he won it against Roman Reigns after Roman had just beaten Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yep, yep. So, I mean, come on, man. That's what we need. It's just exciting. Definitely, man. It's going to it's gonna bring nostalgia back to both these matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited for it. Um, and not only that, but even if they don't put another... Uh, pay-per-view in that spot mm-hmm. like you and i talked about when we were younger we, we didn't get as many pay-per-views as they get now no you're lucky if you got half the year you got six so basically you'd almost get one every other month yeah and, and i don't mind if it goes back to that because it builds it up yeah it gives you a reason to watch raw or smackdown yeah because you know you're not going to get a pay-per-view for a while plus then that means the title has to be on the line a little bit more often on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Because you can't always just have the title held from one month to two months down the road to the next pay-per-view. Yeah. You had to put it up. Or shut up. Roman. <laughs> hey, don't be talking about the head of the table like that. Sorry, Roman. He's not oozy enough. Oh, bite me, Snoopy. <laughs> you and your oozies. <laughs> that was a great break, though. That was, dude. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I, one thing I would like to see return, because I just love the gimmick, because every championship's on the line, bring back Knight of Champions. Oh yeah, man. I, I love that. It. It's that just because you knew you were getting a, it's a whole freaking pay-per-view of championships. Come on, baby. 
Make Roman defend it twice. I don't care. <laughs> right? <laughs> Roman, you get two matches. You want to be Universal you Heavyweight Champion? You want to hold both titles. You get two matches. That's right. You get two now, fool. <laughs> Let's see how oozy you are, bro. <laughs> Between him and the Usos, they'd be tired as hell. Yeah, because you know, they're holding both too. That's uh, also a great way to segue into the Annoy family as The Rock's daughter made her official debut on NXT as she was revealed as a member of Shism. Simone Johnson, known as Ava Rain on NXT, has yet to wrestle on NXT, but that will change soon. It's good to see another generation enter this business as she is the first fourth generation superstar in the WWE Koopa. <laughs> Your thoughts on The Rock's daughter and her debut on NXT? That's awesome, dude. I knew she was training down in Orlando, and um, there's been there's been like little tidbits here about interviews and such about you know like uh, her her and her dad and things like that. But she she doesn't ask for for anything from him. She wanted to go in there and prove herself, and the fact that she's with NXT now. And a fourth-generation superstar. This is really cool, dude. And uh, it gives it gives hope for other generations. I mean, especially in the wrestling family business. Who are we going to see come up next? Right. I mean, honestly, dude, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's great to watch this. And it's exciting because it's like, wow, fourth-generation superstar. That's crazy to think about. You know, um, it's great, you know. Um, his great was his grandfather, Chief Maivia, Maivia, Peter Maivia, Chief yeah. Peter Maivia. Then you had um, Rocky Johnson, of course, who we had the privilege of meeting. Mm-hmm. The Rock himself, and now his daughter. I mean, that's just fantastic yep. to sit there and see four generations. That's crazy. Kind of makes us feel old, though, doesn't and it? The Annoy family just has so many people in the in the wrestling business oh, yeah. that is just. It's crazy, dude, and uh, you know the Wild Simones have their own their own training facility and things like that. And mm-hmm. They're pretty much their own promotion, dude. I know, um, right? <laughs> just just start the start the UC wrestling promotion. <laughs> if you if you're not with us, you're against us. How oozy are you How for the blood? How are you for the bloodline? <laughs> you oozy enough for the bloodline? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, if, if you ain't oozy, you ain't blood. <laughs> That's gonna be too much. We're we're having too much fun with that one. But it's great. Uh, I look forward to seeing what she does, and I can't wait for her to eventually make her way up to the main roster and uh, see what she does in the women's division. It's yeah, gonna man, fun. it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's always fun to see new talent, especially when you know that they are that caliber of a superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that that might put a lot of weight on her shoulders, but it also might put a chip on her shoulder, too. Yeah. So, Absolutely. we'll see what happens. Absolutely, dude. All right, finally, Matt Cordona has made it recently known that his gimmick of WWE gimmick, I mean, Zack Ryder, is officially dead. Oh, he died. How dare you? Fans have been clamoring for his return since Triple H has taken over creative and a big part of many of the popular returns of late. 
Cardona did say he is grateful for what Zack Ryder, the Zack Ryder character, did for him. But for ten, but for all intents and purposes, Ryder is no more. One fan stated that Cardona should come back as Matt Cardona rather than his old gimmick, anyway. So Cooper, your final thoughts tonight on Matt Cardona? I mean, I I get it. You know, he's made it, he's made a name for himself elsewhere, mm-hmm. and he might not want to come back as that character. Plus, you know, when you go from being pushed hella to all of a sudden drop like you're a jobber, it's 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 pretty crazy. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I I don't get somebody that's been through as much as as he has in life. Period. And getting a shot at the Intercontinental Title and getting it and then just dropping it like that. You know that wasn't him. That was that was creative. That was something in the back. That was somebody in the gorilla section saying, "Hey, we want somebody else. Let's put the title on somebody else." Right. They weren't listening to the fans. They weren't listening to what we wanted, and unfortunately, for a long time, they haven't. All right. But I can kind of agree with the fact that if he doesn't want to come back as Zack Ryder, don't come back as Zack Ryder. Yeah. Come back as Matt Cordona. Yeah. It works. Well, just come back. Yeah. Period. Fans are still going to know who he is. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff outside of WWE um, as Matt Cordona. You know, and you know, he hits a pop every time. Oh, yeah. And I just... I never understood why W... Look, I get it. He's kind of... His character was so odd, you couldn't really have him as a main champion. And we talked about this just the other night. But he would have been a great mid-card. He could easily take anybody at mid-card level and just either put them over or make them look really good by, you know, the whole. he just did everything right. And he earned his shots, but yet he was never properly given his shots. And it just, it was so stupid. Yeah. I mean, fans were just like, let's bring him in. Come on, do something. And he was one. He's one of those guys where you leave him at mid card champion level. You occasionally throw him in because you want the new face, the new blood, to kind of help the champion move along in a storyline. Because you know a segue into a new one, or he kind of can challenge. You know, because I'm telling you, for as long as Miz was champion, you could have seen how great a short rivalry run with Zack Ryder would have been just to kind of you know keep it because there were some very dull low moments for Miz as main champion which is why I still believe he was never truly main top champion even though he was a great heel just because you're a great heel doesn't mean you're a top quality champion either in my book but if you wanted to keep the title on him for so as long as you did and not have those lulls Having a face like Zack Ryder really would at least helped out. Definitely, man. And then especially when The Miz returned to mid-card champion, which he was a lot more where I thought he should have been the whole time. Him and Ryder back and forth for the Intercontinental oh, title yeah, or man. United States title would have just been... Awesome. Uh, they would have stolen pay-per-views all the time. All the time. Yeah. It would have been great. But no... You fucked that up. And it's terrible that, to see that. That went from 
possibly one of the best rivalries that it will that never happen. That's probably going to be something you can write. You can probably go look at back and go. This probably would have been a great rivalry, and that would be one of those great rivalries that we'll never get to see. Right, and unfortunately, it's kind of one of the things where it's like we're stuck because uh-huh. you know you you never know what could have been with it, and um. But you're right, dude. They would have stole the show, bro. They would have. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, because Zack Ryder, man, I remember he was at his peak when when my daughter was just very little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I always <laughs> and I did this in front of you. I showed you. Look what she does, bro. Woo woo woo. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was she great. loved it, dude. It was awesome. She loved that. She loved the woo. <laughs> and then she loved the yes movement. She'd be like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and woo was her favorites. <laughs> and that little, that little chipmunk voice she used to have. It was, oh, just, yeah. it was just so adorable. It was great. But. I mean, I've always been a big Zack Ryder fan. I wasn't so much of a fan of him when he was went with ECW when they first brought him in, but he proved himself as champion over there. And then when he moved to the main, back to the main roster, I enjoyed his run. Uh, but like like we said, uh, the when they dropped the title on him and then he got released, it was like what? Mm-hmm. And what what pisses me off now is all these releases that happen due to that scandal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, dude, no. Yeah. I mean, and they just totally ruined it. And, you know, it, it's it's a shame, like I said. I mean, that's probably going to been uh, one of the greatest rivalries that never was. Yep. You know, and it's sad because, you know, because it, it, it got me thinking because even Triple H just recently talked about one of his biggest regrets from wrestling because now basically his career's done. Some, somebody he never wrestled that he should have. And he and he did and he said because their past just never came across like they should have. But Rey Mysterio, because could you imagine Triple H versus Rey Mysterio? That would have been a good one, dude. That would have been a good one, and that possibly could have been one of the elite rivalries if done right. You know? Yeah, I mean because because Triple H is the total bad guy, Uh and. Rey Mysterio is a baby face. The baby face, the ultimate underdog. And that would have just went over yeah. probably great with fans. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we'll never get to see that because, unfortunately, Triple H, as we know, cannot be medically cleared to wrestle. And it's a sad. What, what I'm upset about is, you know, I, I hope that when Cody comes back, that I, I know I'm switching gears here, but I hope when he comes back they actually do do what they said they were going to do with him and not right. just kind of piddle foot around and just, you right. know. I, I think they will. I don't think Triple H is going to screw Cody um, out of anything. I, You know, like I said, it would make a fun storyline if they made it out to be like, oh my God, you came here, I'm now in charge, you came under old regime, and now, guess what, bud? <laughs> Well, you did suck, you know, you're going to pay for it. Because <laughs> that would make sense. But I wish they could just show where he uh, he totally took the hammer to the throne type thing. But 
they probably couldn't get that footage, but it would be cool if, like, Triple H, like, did a little mockery and recreated it, and and just made it a big old storyline. That would be awesome, dude. Right. But anyways, but yes, Zack, Zack Ryder is dead. Matt Cordona, come back to WWE. We want you there. You're, you're a talent that is beyond anything. Some of these, even even now, some of these guys out here cannot hold his his boots, dude. No, couldn't, honestly, couldn't lace up his boots. I mean, and it's not too late, man. We can still get that great rivalry between him and the Miz because he's right. a he's still fan loved, and everybody hates the Miz. It would all oh, that rivalry for. Give me a freaking Intercontinental or a U.S. title belt, baby, and let's go. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Like, that would be awesome, man. It would. I would enjoy that very much. It's not too late. Come on, WWE. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. But, man, so that was a good episode, huh? It was. It was fun, man. It's, it's good to get back and mm-hmm. get on that train again. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So we'll be back again tomorrow. We got some football talk. We had a crazy trade deadline today. Holy Dude, crap! So many things going on. It was nuts. NFL record of ten trades by the deadline, and the Rams didn't do jack. <laughs> <laughs> not not that I'm totally complaining because I I know we're in that f them picks kind of attitude right now, but at the same time, kind of like some of our picks. <laughs> you know, Are you regretting it? Just hey man, we got bit. we got a Super Bowl. All right, I'm not regretting nothing. We got a Super Bowl. Yeah. Probably the last one I'll ever watch. So. <laughs> and it was. I don't know about that. Come on, man. We got a long way to go before we're back in contention. That's <laughs> so. true too. But uh, anyways, and your team made two trades, which was yeah pretty interesting. But we'll talk it about that was. tomorrow. Um, especially since the Ducks were the only ones that did us any favors over the weekend. <laughs> Alright, we'll talk about all that tomorrow. Fine, and tomorrow. we'll be doing our live tomorrow. Yes, live tomorrow. So be sure wait. to tune in because we'll be talking football on the live. So excited. Yes, sir. And then, of course, we'll be back on Thursday with Sports Talk. And we get to talk about, are the Astros already cheating again? Oh, man, they're not hitting the juice, are they? No, but they're doing some stuff that's a little shady already, and it's kind of like making people wonder, are they really going to do it again? Are you really that desperate for another World Series? They're going to cheat again? Yeah, and some rumors have already kind of came out, and we're going to talk about that. Plus, the Lakers and their slow start, but they did finally win one game! Woo! And we beat the Nuggets, so we beat a good team. So I'm okay with that. It wasn't a crap job team. We didn't beat like Orlando, Houston, who's not playing worth a crap. Orlando is not doing great record-wise, but they are at least fun to watch. I don't know if you've watched an Orlando game yet, but their rookie sensation, Paolo uh, Bonacero, that dude has done stuff that only LeBron and I think they said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have ever done as a starting as a rookie. That's pretty awesome, dude. So that's some great talent right great there. Great talent, man. So uh, we'll get um, doing on that on Thursday. So that does it for us today. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. 
on Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.